When election season rolls around, we local journalists look for counties where local races could change who controls the legislature, Democrats or Republicans. It's because it can make a big difference in what kind of laws have passed, resolutions made, all that. In Clinton County, there is such a local race. But incumbents there say it really won't matter much because they say unlike the nation as a whole, Democrats and Republicans there work well together. That's today's story of the day. Support for Story of the Day comes from Claxton Hepburn Medical Center, dedicated to providing patient care and regional services to the people of St. Lawrence County. ClaxtonHepburn.org. Hey, I'm David Summerstein. It's Thursday, November 2nd. First up, the Cornell University student accused of making violent threats to Jewish students in an online message board made his first appearance in a federal court in Syracuse yesterday afternoon. WRVO's Ava Pukach has more. Patrick Dye entered the courtroom wearing an orange jumpsuit and was handcuffed at the waist. His mother and a family friend sat in the courtroom gallery as the judge read the charge and explained his rights to him. He is being represented by a public defender, and the most he spoke was to say, yes, your honor. He is charged with posting threats to kill or injure another using interstate communications. An assistant U.S. attorney asked Dai be held in jail without bail, saying Dai is a danger to others and a flight risk. Governor Kathy Hochul commented on the arrest earlier in the day. If there's any any state charges simultaneously, we'll be coordinating with the FBI and the local DAs on that question. But uh, but I want to make an example and say, as I said on Monday when I told those students, if you do this, you will be caught and you'll be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. Dai is due back in court November 15th at 2 p.m. for a probable cause hearing. He is being held at the Broome County Correctional Facility. In Syracuse, I'm Ava Pukach for North Country Public Radio. If you spent much time driving on Route 11 between Malone and Plattsburgh, you've seen dozens, maybe hundreds of wind turbines. There are four wind farms in the area. Recently, all four were repowered by NYSERDA, the State Energy and Research Development Authority. That means they're getting a facelift and will continue to operate for at least another 20 years. Amy Feireisel reports. Last week, New York announced the largest state investment in renewable energy in U.S. history. NYSERDA awarded 25 renewable energy project contracts to wind and solar farms. Once completed, those projects will provide about 12% of New York's electricity needs. Four of those projects are wind farms in Clinton and Franklin counties, in the towns of Altona, Chateaugay, Clinton, and Ellenburg. And they already exist, but they're getting old. The wind industry is starting to get more mature. So there's plenty of projects out there that are reaching the end of their useful life. That's Emily Taylor. She's overseeing the development of the North Country Wind Farms for AES Clean Energy, which is the largest owner-operator of renewable energy projects in New York. The projects that, that we have in the North Country all came online at about 2008-2009 time span. So they're approaching um, a 20-year life. And that means the wind turbines need replacing soon. The new contracts guarantee that New York will buy the energy from these wind farms. AES pays for the upgrade. That overhaul will enable us to just capture on the the most advanced technology that exists in the industry today and, and make the projects operate more efficiently. Actual construction will start in 2026. The new turbines will be good for another 20 to 30 years. We can continue You know, the project operations, keeping people employed, keeping the economic benefits through the tax revenue, landowner payments. 
for well into the future for, you know, generations to come. Taylor says the new contracts mean wind farms are here to stay in the North Country. But the building and operating of these wind farms has been a topic of great debate and contention over the years, especially in the communities where they've been built. I asked Taylor what she would say to folks who would like to see the wind farms gone. Um, I think no matter where folks fall on the, the spectrum of either support or opposition to wind, um, these projects have existed for 15 years and have made significant economic contributions to the community. She also reiterated that no new wind projects are being built. Parts are just being replaced. And the fact that we're repowering and staying within the same project boundaries that the project already exists today, it's, it's very little new impacts that folks aren't already used to seeing. Nyserta says that the new energy contracts, which the North Country Wind Projects are a part of, will put the state on track towards its 2030 goal for 70% of New York's electricity to come from renewable sources. Amy Feierisel, North Country Public Radio. In Clinton County, five of the 10 seats on the county legislature are up for election this year. Incumbent candidates are running unopposed in four of them, but two candidates are vying to represent Area 5, which covers Schuyler Falls and parts of the towns of Peru and Plattsburgh. That race could change which party controls the legislature. But incumbents say if that happens, it probably won't have a huge impact on how the legislators work together. Kara Chapman has more. Kevin Randall is the Republican candidate for Area 5. He's a retired corrections lieutenant and training instructor and a longtime member of the Morrisonville Volunteer Fire Department. He's also the current supervisor for the town of Schuyler Falls. As a county legislator, it's a bigger opportunity to help serve the residents in Clinton County, specifically in the Area 5 Clinton County District. His opponent is Rick Hazen, the Democratic candidate. He's also running on the Five First party line. That's five for Area 5. Hazen is a political newcomer who spent his career in the private sector, but he's been involved as a volunteer firefighter and a member of the county's Stop DWI advisory board. It's about us. We the people. We deserve a fair shake and we deserve our voices to be heard. When you ask the two men about what they'd focus on if elected, they say a lot of the same things. How do we entice people to move to or continue to live in Clinton County? We need to focus on what we can do to grow our area. Opportunity of good paying jobs, creating good jobs and lowering taxes, low taxes naturally. They also say housing, infrastructure and working closely with town supervisors are all important. But even though the candidates have similar priorities, the outcome of their race could switch which party controls the county legislature. Right now, it's split evenly between Republicans and Democrats with a Republican chair. Area 5 is currently represented by a Republican. If Randall wins, it'll maintain the status quo. If Hazen wins, Democrats would win back control for the first time in four years. But some incumbents say that wouldn't really change things all that much. We don't just talk about bipartisanship. I think we deliver it, and I think it's noticeable. That's Mark Henry. He's a Republican who's been on the legislature for almost six years and chaired it since 2020. He's running for re-election unopposed this year. Henry says the parties have had some disagreements in the past. For example, they differed over how to fill a vacant position on the legislature a few years ago. But he says things never got contentious, and overall, they don't really spend a lot of time on partisan issues. 
we get along <laughs> very well uh, when it comes to looking out for the best interests of the folks of Clinton County. That's, that's our overarching issue. Patty Waldron agrees. She's a Democrat who's been on the legislature for 10 years. Waldron says there's always an adjustment period when a new ruling party takes over. There's a new chair who hands out new committee assignments to the legislators. But she says after the first few months, everybody kind of comes back to a non-party position. She credits that to legislative elders who set the tone for how things are done. There's a tone that we're going to continue to represent people and, you know, not be divided by party votes. Waldron says the county hasn't seen the same type of partisan divides playing out at the state or federal levels, and she hopes it stays that way. I can't imagine getting so lost in the weeds that you forget about the people. I mean, I guess I, I couldn't I couldn't bear sleeping with myself at the end of the day uh, when there's actual lives at stake. For Kevin Randall, the Republican candidate for Area 5, those types of divides are why he hopes he gets elected and the legislature stays split between the two parties. He says he thinks it's healthy to have a good debate and discussion with all parties involved, not just one. You need to have voices of all of your residents represented and so that you can absolutely make the best decisions and policies to help the majority of all people that you represent. Rick Hazen, the Democrat, says his race's impact on the legislature isn't as big of a factor for him as it is for other people. My thought is, look, Democrat, Republican, Independent, whoever, we're there for one cause. You know, that's to make things right. The other three legislators running unopposed for re-election are Calvin Castine for Area 1, Rob Timmons for Area 7, and Joshua Kretzer for Area 9. Kara Chapman, North Country Public Radio. We have more news all the time on our website, ncpr.org. Music today by Christopher Watts of Canton and Caitlin Scholl of Lake Placid. I'm David Summerstein, North Country Public Radio.